the anointings of God are so misunderstood in the church. So misunderstood. We have to understand how the anointing in us cooperates with the anointing on us. If you're in a five-fold office, you were born with that gift. You were born out of your mother's womb with that gift. So that gift came with an anointing. You see a lot of uh, psalmists that have that anointing. But they're not singing for God. But when you get regenerated, God says the anointing in you for relationship. We need to be teaching these new converts. You have a power in you now for relationship with God. So there's too much demonstration and no manifestation of my relationship with God to the people. How do I know that my relationship with God is being manifested? Because his presence has come. I remember I used to be in church. I couldn't wait till it got over after 15, 30 minutes. But now I can stay in here all day. Because we have presence carriers in this ministry. That every time they talk, whether they're teaching, preaching, they're, they're adding to the presence just by their voice. You see, the one in you builds a house for God. The one on you demonstrates what's in the house. So if there's no demonstration of his presence, what are we demonstrating? Devils. Sick people come into this ministry. They're not sick for long. Because it's illegal. In the presence of God. If there's sickness in your church. Then the presence is not there. The father reveals himself here. Through his son. So the father reveals himself here. The Son manifests here. And the Holy Spirit demonstrates here. The church is upside down. Now I know, now I understand why the Lord, and that, listen, I knew nothing about ministry. I'm a builder. Now I understand the more he builds this ministry, why he told me, do everything opposite the church is doing. I didn't know what was the opposite because I came from the church. And the church age will always be around because every time you get a not do convert, that is the church age. So I don't, I'm not saying, I don't want to discount that. That is the church age, is a new convert. The church age is not a new convert staying the same for 30 years. Every pastor is going to have discernment and know their flock on when to send them on and get them under an apostle so they can be developed. But too many pastors are hirelings. They need that check. Ministry is not a career. Ministry is a destiny. Jesus. 
I just felt him drop on me. In your career, you have to make things happen to feed yourself. In, his, in your destiny, he makes everything happen and feeds you. His wealth is attracted to his presence. You will never be in lack if you carry his presence. So we have revelation, we have manifestation, and we have demonstration. In between the church age and the kingdom age is altar time. When you feel like you're in transition, you better turn up your altar time. Spend more time in your closet than you do with anybody else. More time in your chamber than you do anywhere else. Or you ain't going to make it. You'll be so caught up in that in-between zone that you just want to go die and go to heaven. Because you're wide open for demonic torment when you're not hidden in his presence. So the anointing, turn me up just a little because I've been singing for so long. I'm losing, where's my water? I thought, I had, there it is. Thank you. The anointing, thank you, that's better. The anointing in me and in you depends on what? Your hunger for God. The anointing on us depends on what? The hunger of the people. Keep this in mind. Because if you don't develop the anointing in you, the devil's going to develop the anointing on you. And you won't even know it's him working. Except that you're miserable. Looking for the next Time to preach. If you open up your own doors, it's demonic. If you open up your own doors to preach and teach, and a lot of them do it, it's flesh. God opens up doors for you. People will come to you. When the anointing in you is stronger than the anointing on you, when the anointing in you is stronger than the anointing on you, the glory of God is released. My testimony has been that the Lord has kept me two to three hours every morning for 24, 25 years. Every morning. Until last year, he said, listen, I'm, I'm going to have to kick it up a little bit, four to six hours. And you know, when God calls you to a deeper place with him, don't you know he's about to do something? And if you don't carry his presence, you won't be able to sustain it. You won't sustain it. It'll wear you out. You've got to be constantly in his presence. And you can do more when you come out of his presence with the people in one word than you could do preaching the whole revival. One word would change him. So the anointing in you, when it's stronger than the anointing on you, you have become a son 
You are no longer a child. Get on, come, come on, I need you up here. Get up here with Lee. Huh. Hey. <clears throat> so the anointing in you is different from the anointing on you. When the anointing is on me and the anointing in me is dormant, and I'm preaching and I'm teaching. And my anointing is increasing. It's like a basket on your head. Remember I had the basket? As I'm preaching and teaching, the anointing that's on me, this basket is filling up according to the people's needs. So God's going to meet the people's needs. So he fills up the basket with what they need. But if the anointing in me has not been developed, this is the anointing in you. If it's not been developed, then this is going to crush me. And it becomes a business. Now I'm responsible for its success and not God. When the anointing on you is stronger than the anointing in you, you're still a child. So we have children preaching to children. We have children teaching children. We have ministers in diapers that are called to dominion. From diapers to dominion is moving from power to authority. When the glory of God is on you, you carry a, an authority that you don't even realize you have. And when you come up to somebody, if they got sickness in their body, you wouldn't even know it. But it cancels out that sickness. The church mindset to a glory mindset There's too much emotionalism in the church. My God. I said, Lord, what is this? He said, it's an emotional bride. You're going to bring her into a worshiping bride. The Holy Spirit is moving leaders from titles to carriers of his presence. Jesus. When we, when we did our little ministry business cards or whatever for the ministry, um, I said, let's not put titles on those. Let's put minister of life. Then nobody knows. Nobody can, nobody can look at you like you're God. Because that's what titles do. And some of them say, don't touch my anointing, it might leave. Don't touch me. I say to them, that anointing's for me, not you. The anointing on me is for the people. The anointing in me is for God. 
The Lord said that titles have replaced current truth. Titles have replaced now truth. That if a man has a title, it must be the truth. What a deception. Titles have replaced the presence of God. And as I said earlier, when you don't have now truth, revelation, you have expired. Your ministry's already expired. Yes, you'll go to heaven, but you'll never bring heaven on earth. God is removing titles for a face-to-face -face encounter with him. Church as we know it is changing. It's going to start with Jesus and it's going to end with Jesus. When the glory comes, we do not have authority to dismiss ourselves. Turn that up just a little. We do not have authority to dismiss ourselves. God dismisses you. He knows when you have to leave. But some people leave because their flesh can't take it. Turn it up. We can see miracles, but if Jesus is not revealed, it is not the glory of God. The Lord always lets me know when he's in the house. In every service. If you've ever experienced my hands get so hot, like they're on fire, he lets me know I've just stepped in. And he steps in to burn up flesh so the Father can come dwell with the children. We do not want Jesus do we want Jesus or do we want just what he can do? The Lord told me the other day when we were ministering and he was so on Pastor Mike and he spoke to me. He said, I have my pastor back. Where did he go? Wherever the presence is not, it's religion. And, you know, we hate religious churches. But we love the, the bride that's in that church. Because, listen, God didn't call you to religion. He called you to relationship. And your relationship is not through tradition. Revelation is not what man gives Revelation is what God chooses to reveal. So, Sharice, what is the glory? The glory is three things. A person, a movement, and a realm. It's the person of God. Your life will be so successful when you know the person of God the person of Jesus 
and the person of the Holy Spirit. They all work differently. They're all fed differently. They're all sustained differently. They all sound different. Jesus said, I only speak what the Father says. So we were hearing the voice of Jesus, but the words of the Father. Can you imagine? He heard the words of the Father. He heard the voice of the Father. But the people heard the voice of Jesus. Remember when the people said, Moses, you go talk to God. Tell us what he says. <laughs> because you can't take, you, you won't be able to stand up when he speaks. There's so much love in his voice that it just wastes you. A person, a movement, a realm. The movement is this. We know what the person is. The glory of God is the person of God tangibly in the atmosphere. When that heavy, heavy, heavy presence comes on you, you are face to face with God. That's what you have to know. You are face to face with him. The movement is created by what you hear and say in that atmosphere. God no longer needs my anointing nor my gift in that atmosphere. He needs my obedience to say what he's saying to me. And then what I say is creative. So you'll see that demonstrated today. He's in a realm. He's in a realm. There's seven there's seven levels. Seven levels. Bring that up, Chris, please. One of you. The Lord gave me this vision. There's seven levels within the third heaven atmosphere. And the church has to know what level they're in. Thank you. These are all scriptures that back this up. We start way down here, but we're supposed to be way up here. The renewed work is the born-again experience. Reconciled to man is the second experience. The devil creates so much division in the church because he knows that when there's reconciliation with people, when there's forgiveness to people, then you can go to the next level, then the next level, and the next level. Unforgiveness will keep you right there. And what's it keeping you from? Supernatural provision. It's keeping you from a habitation with God. It's keeping you from being the house of God, not just the temple of God. It's keeping you from commanded blessings, not just blessings out of obedience. I said to the Lord, what did I do for that one? He said, nothing, I just commanded it. 
His good treasure is open over you all the time. Revelation's coming out of your mouth all the time. He's made you his habitation. So you can take your iPhones and take a picture of that later. All this is developed at your altar, your time with God. God is calling his leaders back to him. Sermons ain't going to do it no more. They're just going to make the people mad. Because there's no food in a sermon. There's maintenance in a sermon. The devil doesn't care if you're maintained. Just don't be fed. The devil doesn't care if you're maintained. Just don't be fed. He doesn't care if you're a child of God. Don't you become a son of God. In the glory, we lose our agenda. In the glory, we lose our agenda. Jesus has the right to be Lord over his presence. As ministers, we don't touch the glory by controlling the service. I don't care what time it is. I don't care if so-and-so gets mad back there because it's going too long. Because you can see it on some of their faces. When are you going to shut up? I love to use Paige for that testimony. You were never called to please man. You are called to love man. And if you love man, he will be pleased. Because love conquers all. You have to navigate God's presence. Navigation is how you flow with God. Is how you flow with the glory. It's shepherding the supernatural. Navigation, navigation is finding a way to get to a place. Navigation is a method of determining position. Seeing and hearing is navigating in the glory. The Lord says he wants his ministers to be master navigators to experience position, power, presence, and glory. And here's the key. Love finds the way to that place. Seeing and hearing determines your position. You can find the way to that place, but you'll never stay in that place until you see and hear what God is saying and doing. Many stop short of divine encounters because they are satisfied with good theology. 
many, many stop short of the glory of God because they are satisfied with good preaching and good teaching. It's a sad reality that the glory of God is not resting on the majority of Christians. After 2,000 something years, Christians are more miserable than they are joyful. Is because they're called to the presence of God. They're called to be a house for God, not just a temple. He is in us for our sake. He is on us for their sake. God is going to invade this place today. Don't look at your, in fact, you might as well take your watches off, put your phones back there, because if you have to look at your watch, don't look at it for the time, look at it, see what date it is. That would mess up some religious churches right there. <laughs> and we're going to be going into all these churches bringing the glory of God in. And that's going to be one of our taglines. If you've got to watch, just check the date. Don't check the time. We have to do our part. There are conditions to His presence. Does your worship touch God's heart? Does your worship move him to where you are? And as I said earlier, it's not you worshiping. We don't know how to worship God. We just know how to praise him. But when your praise is satisfactory to Jesus, he steps in and worships through you to the Father. Show him today that you have a passion for him. And navigate yourself to that position of glory. Angels will be in this house. Angels are here now. I just saw three right over there. There's three standing right there. The Lord said that there would be angels in this house today. Assisting the worship. Ah, Jesus. Hmm. If you tarry, he is going to take you to a place that you have never been today. A holy takeover. The mega cycle is the invasion of God. We're in a mega cycle. And what's it, what makes it mega? Is all your prayers that have not been answered. All your giving that you hadn't seen. A reaping back. All the love that you've given people and had not received the same love back. God has been storing it up. Because you weren't ready to receive it back. What makes me ready to receive it back? His presence. 
I'm ready to receive this mega invasion, a holy takeover. Think about this. God gave me an order for this conference. As soon as he said, I'm going to do a holy invasion, he's so anxious to step in right now, I can feel him. He said, but I need three days prior to this conference of 24-hour worship. Notice he said worship. He didn't say prayer. I said, Lord, why didn't you say prayer? He said the church age prays for 24 hours. The kingdom mindset worships for 24 hours. And out of worship, I birthed the prayer. So for three days, there's been, I don't know how many, 30-something people, 36 people, every hour, every two hours, picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. Zenny was up at 2.30 this morning, worshiping. So that was the intro. Here's the message. I'm not going to get to it today. I do want to put a, some scriptures up. Um, Psalm 25, 14. God friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones God confides in. Who confides in you? It's a friend. A friend that you can trust. Can God trust you today for him to give you a secret about you that you don't know? Can he trust you? 1 John 1, 3. I want to get a couple of scriptures out in this atmosphere. We saw it. We heard it. And now we're telling you so you can experience it along with us. This experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double. It didn't mention the Holy Spirit in this verse. The Holy Spirit will always point you to what, what's said in this verse. The Holy Spirit will always point you to the altar time where you find Jesus Deuteronomy 4.10 The day when you stood before God, your God at Horeb, God said to me, assemble the people in my presence to listen to my words so that they will, will learn to fear me in a holy fear for as long as they live on the land. And then they will teach the same words to their children. A holy invasion leaves a holy fear. There's too many of us that love God, but don't have the fear of God. Because we've discounted sin. We've watered down sin out of deception 
because my preaching's so good, God must be with me. It must be okay. Grace is going to cover this little bit of sin that I know I'm doing over here. I used to be there. God used me in signs, words, and miracles 15 years ago. Opening up blind eyes, everything. And I was in sin, knowing sin. Trying to justify the sin. No fear of God. Moses knew God face to face. Abraham knew God by covenant. David knew God by worship. And the church knows God through all three. Can you imagine they only had a part? We can meet God face to face today. We are already in covenant with him. And Jesus is going to worship through us. Psalm 132, 13 and 14. For the Lord has chosen Zion, that's you, that's me. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my resting place forever. So God is not at rest in heaven until he, he comes and rests on you. Then he has accomplished his full rest. Says the Lord, here I will dwell, for I have desired it. God desires you so much today that he put worshipers 24 hours a day for three days to prepare his entrance today. Come on, give me some praise. He's, he's preparing his entrance. It tells you. If you're here today, he called you here today. He knows about you. He wants to love you today. Oh, my Lord. Psalm 42, 1 and 2. As, a, as the deer pants and as long, longs for the water of the brook, so I pant and long for you, God. My inner self, my inner anointing, my inner anointing, thirst for you, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? Oh, my God, I can see his face already. Ah, Jesus. God is beautiful. Put, put, um, I'm skipping around Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you desires and petitions of your heart. Worship is the catalyst for your desires to get met. God works through desire and if there's no desire, he has nothing to work with. The devil works, des works with desire through temptation. How many times have we, we prostituted 
that godly desire because of a temptation we yielded to and got the desire so contaminated, contaminated with the demonic that it made me miserable that I wish I'd never had that desire. Worship is the catalyst for your desires to be met. And God has so much more that he hadn't even put in you that he'll release as well. John 14, 23. <laughs> Jesus answered, If a person really loves me, he will keep my word and obey my teaching. And my Father will love him and will come to him and make a home. I don't know how many people say, God's in me. Jesus is in me. I'm okay. That's not what this verse says. The Holy Spirit's in you. They want to make a home, a special dwelling place with you. And you don't have to be perfect for him to abide in you. He abides in surrendered vessels. Worship invites his presence. Has the father and son made a home in you? How do you know he's in you? Here's three things the Lord gave me that you can write these down. Whatever you have asked, he has given. That tells you that the Holy Spirit has done its work through you and prepared you to receive the answer of what you asked for. Number two, God's love is perfected in you. We have perfect love in us, but it's not perfected until the Father has made his home in you. Number three, you have overcome adversity, temptation, and opposition. And that's 1 John 2.14. The first one was John 14, 23. The second one was 1 John 2, 5. And the third one is 1 John 2, 14. Overcome adversity, temptation, and opposition. Those three tools of the devil are assigned to the Godhead. Adversity is the first tool of the devil to get you to not yield to the Holy Spirit in your trial. But if you yield to the Holy Spirit, then his second tool is going to be temptation, and he's tempting Jesus as he did in the wilderness, just before he stepped into dominion. So temptation stops you from dominion. And opposition is a tool of the devil to stop the glory of the Father, the one in power 
to make a home in you. Those are the three tools of the devil. And we all know the difference because adversity, it's painful. Temptation, it's delightful. <laughs> God finally showed up. <laughs> then we realized it was an angel of light masking my desires and opposition is joyful because now the devil's not in you it got delivered in your trial it's the joy now we're family in here so when the father comes and rest on you. If you have a word for the family, because he'll speak to you to get it into the atmosphere. God can hover over us all our life and not ever manifest. My mouth manifest him. The God in the atmosphere connects to the God in me when I open up my mouth. He's joined to himself in fullness when I open up my mouth and provoke him out of the atmosphere into the people and to their hearing. And those words are creative words. Whatever is spoken is being created right then. We have to remember this. That Jesus is healer in the anointing dimension. But he's creator in the glory dimension. Creative finances. Debt is illegal in the presence of God. Let him invade that debt today with a holy takeover. All creation he created for you. He can talk to the banker and say, hey, cancel their debt. It's happened already. Money showing up in pocketbooks. There's angels among us. So don't get tired today. Let God use you when he comes down. Sing. God puts a song in you. Just bring it. Because listen. He lands on your voice. He's not landing on this playlist. The playlist is the momentum to bring him in. There's a momentum that has to happen. There's a graduation that has to happen. You've got to go through seven levels of the anointing just to get into the glory realm. And between each one of these levels, there's seven levels of anointing before you hit a glory dimension. Anointing is measured in uh, levels and glory is measured in dimensions. Amen. Let's hit the lights and listen. Yeah, we'll move all this. If you want to move your chairs out the way and just lay on the floor when he comes.
You want to take the lowest position that you can possibly take when he is in the house. stay as long as you want today. This this door is going to be open. It's going to be open. You can lay on the floor to, to midnight if you want. 